0: Hello church family, what an absolute joy and privilege it is to spend a few minutes together with you at the start of this new term, this new month and this new season in the Word of God and I really hope you're looking forward to opening the book of Acts again uh, with me in just a couple of moments. I really can't wait to see what the Holy Spirit's going to say to us uh, but also what he's going to do in us during this time together. I really want to encourage you to Uh, to not just be a spectator. You know, if you're sat on the sofa, I don't know, with your feet up on the footstool, make sure you're in your heart, you're leaning in. Uh, Our posture makes a difference, you know, and I really want to encourage you to lean into what God might want to say in this time together as we face this new autumn season and as we look at what it means to be heaven sent and to receive what heaven sent uh, in this September and beyond. But what a crazy and incredible season that we're in right now what have we just been through what kind of summer was that I really hope for you and the people that you love there have been moments of delight moments of joy even moments of rest and peace it's also really important to be aware of what's happened around us the disruption it's been strange it's been uh distracting it's been discouraging there's there's been different instructions from the government every single week as they try and get their heads around the science around the plans around what's actually happened with COVID-19 maybe you've known people in your family that have been ill and affected physically by this but heaven knows we've all been affected by this and and in fact something it disrupts in within us And it's important to be aware, we've been through a trauma together Uh, as a nation, as the nations are in turmoil. uh, This is deeply unsettling times. And I want to encourage you, the Word of God speaks so brilliantly in times like this. And my prayer is that you'll hear the voice of the Holy Spirit in this season in a way that you haven't done maybe before. That's certainly my prayer for you. And at the end of this time together, we're going to get a chance to pray and ask for a fresh infilling of the Holy Spirit. You see, people uh, in my situation uh, like this, you know, I I seek to do all that I can to serve you and together with Helen, to serve the Wellspring Church family, to lead you. And and we say things about drawing closer to God. Uh, And that sounds so easy, doesn't it? But actually, there are times that you and I experience where it's as if heaven is silent as if God has stopped speaking, as if when we pray, it hits a brass ceiling. It can be deeply disruptive and difficult when it seems that there's silence. And we say grow closer to God. And and yet you might be honest to say, do you know what, during this period, I've really felt God is distant. I've wondered whether he even existed, not only because I haven't heard answers to my prayers, but I wonder where is he in all of this mess and anxiety and uncertainty yeah, I've got good news for you today. When, when God sent his Holy Spirit, when the Holy Spirit came at Pentecost, this was the breakthrough. This, over this next couple of weeks, there's a two-part message called The Breakthrough, that the Lord came by his Holy Spirit to break through that silence. And to break through that distance and to do something to 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 bring greater intimacy between us and our heavenly father and i'm praying for that for you right now where you are i don't know in your kitchen your bedroom in your lounge in your garden wherever you are listening to this or watching it whether it's live or whether you're watching the recording wherever you are in the world my prayer is and my faith statement and expectation is that you will receive again a greater measure of the Holy Spirit than you've ever known before, that the silence and the distance will be broken through in Jesus' name. Now we're going to pick up the book of Acts because as we started in 2020 with this heaven-sent theme, uh, we said we were going to learn from Dr. Luke telling the story of all that happened uh, in the birth of the church. And uh, we've got these four arrows. Now Uh, I have thought about maybe selling this to Microsoft for the next Xbox design, Um, but actually these arrows are significant. Uh, The arrow we're focusing on uh, this time is uh, going to be the down arrow. This is when the fire came down, the power of God came down at Pentecost. The two side arrows are when the people were sent out And then the upward arrow is when all glory goes to God. It also is kind of northeast, southwest, we'll come to that next week. Um, But for now we celebrate that the fire came down on the day of Pentecost. Now, Dr. Luke, who wrote the book of Luke and Acts, is like a two-part work. Uh, He is, you can tell he's fascinated and inspired and amazed by how the Gentiles, how the non-Jewish people were grafted in to the people of God. It's an amazing, he's, he's obviously astounded by the birth of the church. We can be astounded by what he did in breaking through, the barriers that had existed before the day of Pentecost. Now, hopefully you've got your Bibles, um, maybe electronics somewhere on a screen or one of these old fashioned paper ones. And we're gonna read from Acts chapter two. And some of your Wellspring family are gonna read for us the first 13 verses. So this is Acts chapter two, verse one to 13. On the day of Pentecost, all the believers were meeting together in one place. Suddenly there was a sound from heaven like the roaring of a mighty windstorm, and it filled the house where they were sitting. Then what looked like flames or tongues of fire appeared and settled on each of them. And everyone present was filled with the Holy Spirit and began speaking in other languages as the Holy Spirit gave them this ability. At that time there were devout Jews from every nation living in Jerusalem When they heard the loud noise, everyone came running and they were bewildered to hear their own languages being spoken by the believers. They were completely amazed. How can this be? they exclaimed. These people are all from Galilee and yet we hear them speaking in our own native languages. Here we are, Parthians, Medes, Elamites, people from Mesopotamia, Judea, Cappadocia, Pontus, the province of Asia, Phrygia, Pamphylia, Egypt and the areas of Libya around Cyrene. Visitors from Rome, both Jews and converts to Judaism. Cretans and Arabs. And we hear these people speaking in our own languages about the wonderful things God has done. They stood there amazed and perplexed. What can this mean? They asked each other. But others in the crowd ridiculed them, saying, They're just drunk, that's all. Thank you so much, what a great place to leave a reading uh, with the church being accused of all being drunk. We'll come back to that uh, in, from verse 14 onwards next time. But in this section, we have this day of Pentecost occurrence. Now, just for maybe you're familiar already with the history of this, but Pentecost means 50 or the 50th, and 50 days after the Passover uh, feast, the Passover celebration in Jerusalem, People from all over, from north and east and south and west, the Jewish people gathered together in what was one of the three biggest festivals and feasts in Jerusalem. They would bring their, kind of, there were kind of two festivals come together and one of them was about the first fruits, celebrating the, the fruits of the harvest. Uh, And after seven weeks of of cutting the grain, then they would bring the first fruits uh, to the temple and celebrate and thank God for his creation. You know, a classic harvest festival. This is where it comes from. And then there's another festival at the same time as Pentecost, where what is celebrated is the the giving of the law of the covenant to Moses that we read about in Exodus chapter 19. You might want to have a look there. And you'll see that there was this powerful moment where the heavens opened And the law was given to Israel through Moses. And if you remember, uh, the law was written on tablets of stone. And so the people of uh, Israel, the Jewish people, were gathered together in Jerusalem and celebrate this and bring their sacrifices. And so the streets of Jerusalem would be filled with the sound of praise, the sounds of people from every different nation, uh, and the sound uh, and the smell of the sacrifices and the praise that was offered in the temple. What an amazing atmosphere that would be in. And in the midst of this, a group of people have gathered from Galilee. Now, the Galileans are not really the most educated people in the nation. They're kind of rural folk. But they've gathered together remember the 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 11 that not judas well that's another day another story um but uh, the 11 apostles that are left after jesus has ascended into heaven and then the people the brothers of jesus and uh, jesus mother and others are gathered together and we read in chapter one if you remember um it kind of finishes with jesus kind of promising that the holy spirit is going to come and then the people gathering together in Jerusalem, about 120 in number, and they are praying, and they are praying. And on the day of Pentecost, it says, this occurrence happened at like nine in the morning. So if you like, the church started on a Sunday morning uh, at nine in the morning, and maybe they've been praying through the night. Maybe they've been seeking God and asking for the gift that, that Jesus promised, and they're praying and they're praying and they're praying. And then suddenly, memories of the the earth shaking of the resurrection, the earth shaking of Jesus on the cross, or the earth shaking going further back of the giving of the law at Sinai. The the ground shakes, there's this mighty thunderous sound. Maybe it's a little bit like this clip from AD, Kingdom and Empire, which is a brilliant series about the birth of the church. I think it's on Netflix, it might be worth having a look. But maybe it's a bit like you can see now, you know, that the people are gathered together and they're crying out to God and they're praying. And then tongues of fire, it says, came and rested on each of them. That's what we've just heard. What a moment. And in this moment, after them praying to God, their prayers, if you like, going upwards, then heaven responds and there's a breakthrough of the silence and now a shaking in Jerusalem, just in one part of Jerusalem, just among one group of people. But there is a shaking and a noise and a wind, so strong, so powerful that the people outside uh, uh, can hear and they come to hear what has happened in this upper room with this group of people. And then what happens is quite remarkable is that, the Holy Spirit moving around like these flames. It rests, or it says, on each of them. That's really insignificant and important to Luke as he writes this, that no one in that room was untouched by the Holy Spirit. Can I say, I believe God's heart is still, that no one in his church would ever be untouched by the gift of the Holy Spirit. This is one gift for everyone. And so God breaks through the silence, but God also breaks through the distance. The, the, the breath of God comes to all those that are there and they begin to, instead of have the Holy Spirit around them, if, actually the Holy Spirit becomes in them. Many people throughout scripture before this point, had, if you, had, if you like, had the Holy Spirit on them. They had been gifted and enabled in great crafts, or they've been in, the Holy Spirit came on them and they were able to prophesy. But now, now the Holy Spirit comes on everyone who's there, but not just on, but actually in. And so they begin, instead of praying, uh, if you like, to God, they begin praying, praising with God in a way that no group of humans had ever done before. This is remarkable. And what do we learn? And this is always a good question when it comes to reading the Bible. What do we learn here about the heart of God? What can we learn by this encounter 2,000 years ago in a culture so different from our own? And I want to ask a question. Is there a conditionality to this? Is there some sense in which there was a reason why That group of 120 received the gift of the Holy Spirit that day. There's potentially tens of thousands in Jerusalem at that time. Was there something about the posture of these people that attracted the presence of God? I would suggest to you that there is. And this is not a new thing in the temple, okay? It was a few temples ago in the history, but when the, the temple in Jerusalem was dedicated under Solomon before, uh, there's a prayer and a seeking of the filling of the temple and ending all their troubles. And the Lord says one night to Solomon, this is Second Chronicles chapter 7. And it says, one night the Lord appeared to Solomon and this is what he said. I've heard your prayer and have chosen this temple as the place for making sacrifices. At times I might shut up the heavens so that no rain falls. Or command grasshoppers to devour your crops or send plagues among you. Listen to this and is this conditionality? Yeah, I think it is. There's something in it. It says, Then if my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, I will hear from heaven and will forgive their sins and restore their land. My eyes will be open and my ears attentive to every prayer made in this place. That was in the temple. That was a fixed point. Uh, But it shows that the heart of God shows that, that he responds to the condition of the hearts of those who seek him. I believe that's the same even today where you are there is there's three things i see in the upper room that tie in with what the lord said to solomon that maybe help us today there are three things they're really simple and we've heard about them in recent weeks in our uh teaching over the the passion series and the life of the church the lord's been talking to us a lot about humility that there was a humility a, a willingness to recognize our hunger for god Uh, a humility before God They're, they're meeting together they're praying through the night and then the Holy Spirit comes the Lord is attracted to the humble that's how it was with Jesus and that's how it is with the Holy Spirit he is attracted by humility secondly there is unity there is unity. They're, they're in one place. This group of Galileans gathered together. They're agreeing and saying amen to each other's prayers. They're praising together. They're agreeing together. Do you know the Lord is attracted by unity? David said this in Psalm 133, where the Lord, uh, where there's unity, the Lord commands a blessing. It, it attracts him. I would say when we are united, then we can be ignited. Uh, unity attracts the Holy Spirit and my prayer is that we'll grow in our understanding of this and therefore receive the fullness of what the Lord has for us and that's my prayer for you in your home in your family where there's unity then the Lord will speak blessing and life so not only humility not only unity but also availability as it said in the Hamilton musical you have to be in the room where it happens Imagine being in the room where that happened. You see, you you have to to be in the room where it happens. You have to be available. Uh, I wonder how available you are to really receive everything that the Lord has for you today. I don't want to encourage you, even now make a decision to open up, to be available. I know you're busy and I know about the messages and, and the notifications and the emails. And I know about the demands of people in your life and your family, maybe your kids, your grandkids. Uh, I, I know often you, the, the, it's more interesting to look at a screen than get before God. And I'm not, just, I'm, not, I'm not telling you to accept a challenge that I myself am not facing. I'm just saying to you, friends, brothers, sisters, church, the Lord wants us to be available. And when we are He wants to break through in new ways all the silence and break through the distance and draw us genuinely closer to him. Heaven sent the Holy Spirit to those who were humble, united and available. Uh, So posture makes a difference, you know. It's not a bad practice to spend time each day, at some point in your day, on your knees. If you're able to do that, just to get on your knees just for a minute, Just acknowledge that God is God. That humility attracts him. He's able to do what he really wants to do. Not not, not only that, uh, the open hands, you know, when we have open hands, it's a sign of availability. And gosh, if we were together, I wish we could be together in one place and we could all just seek the Holy Spirit. But guess what? The Holy Spirit is not limited by lockdown. Hallelujah. Actually, even right now where you are, in your room, Your room can become an upper room. And that's my prayer for you, my friend. Church family, my prayer is that your room where you are right now can become an upper room. And the difference is the posture of our hearts, the bendedness of our knees, the openness of our hands. But most importantly, the willingness of our hearts to receive all that he really wants to do in our hearts. All that he has for us without pushing him away, without trying to control him. But saying, Lord, have your way. And in just a moment, that's exactly what we're going to do. We're going to pray and ask for the Holy Spirit to come and visit and make our room our upper room, our bedroom, our lounge. And we're going to shut out all other distractions and we're going to seek him together as a church family. So what is your posture before the Lord? I remember the first time I really felt within me the power of the Holy Spirit. I was about 12 years old and I was in my bathroom. I was on my own and the Holy Spirit broke through. And since that time, there have been moments when no one else has been in the room except me and the Holy Spirit. And I want to encourage you that if that can happen for me in Norfolk back in the last millennium, that it can happen for you today in 2020. And my prayer is that you would be open to the Holy Spirit giving you a prayer language that you've never had before to begin speaking in tongues, to to begin to be aware of the presence. Lord, make us more aware of your presence. That is our prayer. So what is your posture? Let heaven break through the silence. Let heaven break through the distance and draw you closer to God. And so this is what we're going to do. We're going to continually pray this over the rest of our time together. But for now, and for those of you watching, I encourage you, may, can you just shut your eyes? There's going to be nothing more coming on screen than, than my beautiful face. <laughs> and you've seen enough of that already. So can I encourage you, just, uh, just close your eyes right now. And I want to lead you in prayer. And you might find it helpful to kneel down where you are right now. At the very least open up your hands to heaven to receive what he has for you and let's pray together heavenly father we thank you for the gift of your holy spirit even though we're scattered lord we do gather with one heart and we say lord we are united in our pursuit of more of you holy spirit we hold our hearts up to you and our hands say we need more of you we want more of your power in our lives we want more of your holy spirit fuel in our engine lord forgive us for running on empty and so we seek you again where we are right now and we say would you fill us again fill me again hallelujah and we pray this not because It's a reward for us but we just simply Lord that you'd see our hunger and we pray this in the name of Jesus. Father send your spirit on your church again. We need to be revived again. We need another Pentecost in our lives Lord again. So Lord we reach out to you in this moment and we say Holy Spirit have your way. Friends where you are right now maybe just say those simple words together with me a couple of times. Holy Spirit Have your way. Holy Spirit, have your way. And so we wait on you, Lord. Amen. And God bless you. Continue to pray and let's seek more of the breakthrough of the Holy Spirit in our lives. Amen.